think that's someone hawking a loogie like. I need new sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> That's going to be the last time we ever hit that one. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, I have a dream harp. That's good. And suspense. Ooh, and game. Why? What, what are all these that we never use? We should use these more often. Yeah, just play that round. Soothing sounds. Oh, that one's low. Let's hear that again. Look at me riding the fader down. Just bringing it all down. Yeah. You know when people like listen to a fucking like, I'm going to go to bed listening to whales screeching and shit. Like why? why? I don't I don't believe whales actually screech. <laughs> well, you know, the, like the whales sonar. You know what I mean? I'm going to listen to the sweet sounds of the <laughs> whales and you put your headphones on and you just hear. Ah! <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, all right, I'm trying to go to bed. I'm trying to go to sleep. So I'll listen to noise. Wouldn't like, a, you know. It's ambient sounds. That, sounds of waterfalls and, uh, and, yeah. and crickets chirping. And, I'd rather just listen to the sweet sounds of silence. Uh, I mean, that would, like, wouldn't that be the best thing to help oh, you go to sleep? No. Really? Why, you fucked with that? If I lay in bed without any sort of uh, a stimulus, whether it be listening to music, watching television, or, or reading myself till I actually pass out on the book that I'm reading or something like that, I lay down, and I've tried it a million times. My, my old, the, the last person I lived with, she, she could not sleep. She actually could not fall asleep if there was anything on. So our bedroom had no television or anything. And um, I would normally bring in my, my iPad and put it on the bed and put the headphones in. But there's been a bunch of times where I tried to just, I'm like, all right, let me just see if I can do it her way. I'm going to lay there. And the second I lay down, I'm like, all right, I fall asleep right now. I got nine hours of sleep. Everything's going to be great. The lights are off. Really tired. Worked out today. Like, But you're just going to fall right to sleep. Let me lay down. I lay down. I close my eyes. And the first thing I think is, you're going to die. <laughs> and as soon as I lay down, I think about how I'm going to die, how everybody I love are is going to die. And I fucking, I, I can. Specifically death. I cannot. Well, I mean, obviously, that's the extreme. <laughs> but I cannot be alone with my own thoughts, especially at night. And I will just stay up. Sometimes I wake up at four in the morning, um, and I, this actually happens a lot to me. It, you know what? It happens all, every single time that I drink red wine, but even without alcohol, it happens sometimes where <clears throat> I'll go to sleep at a regular time. I got my work in the morning or whatever, and I wake up at four o'clock a.m., and I'm wide awake, and every insecurity and fear and, and anxiety Damn. thing and everything I have in my life is just running through my head, and I can't get it out. I, I miss booze sleep. I used to come home from boozing and just out. The thing with the thing with booze sleep, though, is that you don't really sleep. You pass out. You pass out. So you well, don't. That's I, super drunk. I don't I just mean like, like some beers. You know. I don't think you get into a, a REM sleep if you're if you're drunk. I think you kind of just not. your body just kind of stops working. 
And because uh, you wake up and you're still fucking beat the fuck up. But there's something about red wine for some reason with me. And I, well, I, I say there's something. I know what it is. It's the sugar in red wine. It, but but when you drink red wine, you get a nice, relaxing, calm kind of buzz on that lends itself. Especially if you might want to mix it with a little of that marijuana. It it'll, it mixes itself into something where you could just kind of. It feels like a sedative. Like you could fall asleep. And and it does. It helps me go to sleep. But every time I drink it, I will always pop back up like four or five hours later. And I think what that is is just finally getting over the sugar. You know, yeah, like your body probably. wants more sugar. But every single time without fail when I drink red wine, I wake up at four o'clock in the morning. And then the next day when I take a fucking bowel movement, it looks like coal. Yeah, black. <laughs> Black. There's none blacky more black, black than my poops after drinking yeah. uh, red wine. Red wine, blacky black. Well, yeah, pot's a good sleep. That's a good. That doesn't feel like a fake sleep. That's a real good sleep. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah, and sure. I, with that, I could just lay. Like, I'll lay down, put something on TV, and just never watch a minute of it, and just pass out and sleep the whole time with the TV rocking, and not even wake up from it. The thing I really enjoy about pot. And this might be why I'm not a productive stoner. You know how there's people that could like smoke weed and and just fucking like create. My brother's that way. My my brother smokes a ton of weed. He just well, he, does, he doesn't even smoke weed anymore. He eats fucking he eats cookies all day. Yeah. He's he, 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 the amount of weed that he smokes. Uh, I would I would be on edge every day of my life. I'd be paranoid and everything. But anyway, but he 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 does that and completes a regular productive life. You know, does his work, creates things. You know, does all his shit in life. While he's high the whole time, I wish I was that type of stoner. I'm the type of stoner that I'll get high and then I might play my guitar for a little bit or write for a little bit or something like that. But then I get to a point where all I want to do is curl up in, in my bed or on a couch or something like that. So therefore, when I get stoned, going to sleep is the best because I, I get more comfortable when I'm stoned than ever oh yeah when I'm, so like like curling up into a ball pillows and a blanket when i'm stoned is the best feeling yeah no doubt so that's uh <laughs> you ever smoke then that? you're off the never never land <laughs> you ever smoke <clears throat> that fake weed that synthetic pot no never did um i i smoked it a few times and it kind of feels like weed but it goes away real quick and uh i was with uh a friend of mine or at the time i was just working with him and uh, he had gotten the the fake weed. And he's like, dude, I bet you can't take two pulls off this blunt. I was like, what is it, that fake weed? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'll take that shit to the neck. I was like, give me that shit. So I fucking snatched it up. I took a couple hits. And I, he's like, yo, ease up on that. I'm like, it's that fake weed. I sucked it down. I started fucking tripping. Sure. Like full-blown, like five hits of acid tripping to where like I couldn't stop my smile at first. I was like trying to pull my smile off my face. And then I got home and I, I couldn't, there was like steps going to my front door. I went around back because I couldn't scale the steps. I couldn't take my shoes off. And then I was trying to go up the steps. I'm holding on to the wall. And then I get in my room and I get into my bed. And like I just put the covers over my head and wait for it to go away. Because my room felt like my whole room was the bed. And I was like stuck in a box. And then like my girl called. And I'm on the phone with her. And she's like, what's wrong with you? And the paranoia starts going nuts. Like, oh, I, was like, oh, I hate like, that feeling. Like, like I was like, afraid to tell her I was smoking <laughs> weed. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? Like I fucking cheated on her or some shit. I was like, oh, fuck. And I just hung up real quick. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yeah. 
But apparently it was this shit called like down to earth and uh, who knows? It was probably like bath salts or some shit. But it was well, like, that's what I was gonna say. It's, like it's chemicals. Ex- yeah, but it, it wasn't like the other fake weed where it's that potpourri shit. Like uh, what was that shit called? Like was K- it kratom or something? No, kratom's a different drug. But I forget. It was, it was kratom's like a, a natural MDMA, right, or something like that. Uh, I heard that kratom was closer to an opiate. Oh, right. You're right. It is closer yeah. to an opiate. Yeah, but it's it's naturally a car. It's a it's a an herb or some shit. I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think I heard. I thought it was a drink. Yeah, I think they make a drink out of it. But uh-huh. uh, anyway, yeah. I mean, I remember when that synthetic weed first hit the market ten years ago or whatever it was. And everybody, everybody I knew was kind of like, this is awesome. You could go to a head shop and fucking buy this shit. And it's just like weed. And I was always like, I, that shit's chemicals. There's no way it's fucking good for you. And, yeah. and, uh, and then, of course, people started having seizures and strokes and yeah. shit from it or whatever. When I was in Vegas, I couldn't find pot. You know, I looked everywhere and just couldn't get pot. So I just bought that shit. Wait, wait, wait. You couldn't find weed in Las Vegas? No. Sin City? Sin City. I found coke like that in a second. Could not find weed. Really? Yeah. That's that's the same thing today. I can't. If you ask me to go out and buy a fucking bag for you right now, I would. You wouldn't hear from me for days because I cannot <laughs> find weed. I can't. <laughs> you just be roaming the streets with your hands <laughs> in the air. Seriously, I wish I could get weed. I can't. Well, just keep walking past the police station every once in a while. Hopefully, <laughs> a, a teenager will drop off a, a bag of dirt weed. That's the first time I got weed in like months, years. <laughs> 36 year old man scores dirt weed off of uh i still i fucking love that i love that i fucking love it there is nothing there is nothing worse than when you're tripping um specifically tripping but also maybe uh, maybe like really high like on weed like fucking uh you know like confused high on fucking weed and you think you're having a good time and then the person you're hanging out with or the chick you're hanging out with or something like that is just like What's wrong, man? Yeah. That fucking, the <laughs> whole world comes yeah. crashing down. You're like, what? Is there something wrong? Is, is my face fucked, fucked up? Is something happened? Like, what's going on? Like, that is the you worst know what I hate when feeling I'm, ever. When I'm, when I'm that high or whatever, and, you know, you're on. You're on you're, you know what I mean? You're fucking killing it. You're like, you got all these jokes going. You're, you're fucking on a tear. <laughs> Wait, you associate that with being high? What? Went like just killing the room? No, 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 not associating. But I'm saying like I'm about to talk about a certain situation. Okay, you know, so you're killing it. You're fucking, you know, you're on point. You're ripping it. You're ripping it. And then all of a sudden, your fucking flavor starts fading. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, like there's a silence, and everybody's just like, ooh. And then you're just like, fuck. You like you put your tail between your legs, and you're just like embarrassed and shit. Uh, so you, you just push it too far. You start like going off the meter with shit. Dude, that happens to me on a daily basis without <laughs> fucking drugs. Because that I get that way. I'll especially in a social situation at like a party or get together with friends, but also at work if everybody's cool, where I'll get you know, I'm 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 always the fucking it's my stupid ego. I always want to be the center of attention and I'm always trying to make everybody laugh and all that shit. Um and uh and fucking and I'll have everyone going and I'll be there be telling like a good story or whatever. And it, I always, always, I never, ever can fucking leave 
Like I should you fucking, throw too many logs on the fire. I should I should fucking I should always know the peak and then fucking leave him one or more. Yeah, yeah. But just like I've been my whole life, like I fucking like the little kid drawing that picture and then it looks really good, but then you have to add shit and you fuck it up. <laughs> That's the way I am when it comes to that shit. And I'm always like, oh, I could squeeze one more thing in, and then I oh it always ends up being like, well, eh, jump the shark on that one, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, it's yeah. like, fuck, it's not even worth it. Oh, if I could master in life the ability to get out why the getting's good i would i would be fucking so much further than i am but i but i can't i always have to fucking beat it to the ground that's what it people who listen me. to this podcast i'm sure know that <laughs> yeah i'm sure they're aware of that that's what amazes me about lewis ck he'll like oh lewis ck isn't that his name his name's louis ck is it <laughs> I thought it was Lewis. How in 2017 do you not know Louis C.K.'s name? Has it always been Louis C.K.? What are those? The uh, Beatles? <laughs> what is that band you're listening didn't to? Didn't he start off as Lewis? No, it's no, Louis C.K. Oh, well, Louis C.K. He'll beat the fuck out of something with a bat, and then like it'll die off, die off, and then he'll recover it like just by doing it too much, and then that yeah. brings back the recovery. Right. And it's like, how the fuck did you do that, motherfucker? Well, he's a fucking genius, uh, tenured... <laughs> he's not a genius. Yes, he is. It's kind of I would I would put Louie in, in genius status. You really? watch that fucking show? That show is that show is pretty genius. I'm just talking about his stand up one. He'll sit there and he'll like start talking in like that gay voice and he'll just like keep talking in the gay voice and hear the audience like just everyone gets quiet and he's still doing it and then He'll like bring up the fact that he's beating it up, and then he'll just keep talking in the gay voice, and the, you hear the laughter start building up again. It's like, you well, yeah, it's pretty genius. <laughs> the, the you know the best comedians, and I think Louis definitely has it, is is uh, making things look more simple than they actually are. You know, like boiling boiling it da- boiling a complicated subject down to a lowest common denominator, so that every fucking slack jawed yokel can fucking get it and laugh at it. But there's but it, but really there's a ton of craft that goes behind that. Like there's a ton of sitting down and actually manipulating those words so that it works in that you, way. You think that it's what it is? Or of course. You just think he just knows what works and he's just funny. I mean, I think there's that too. I think there's a natural funniness, yeah. but there's definitely a craft behind that. Yeah. You know, I th- see that in Bill Burr. Bill Burr has a definite formula to his comedy that you know he just came out with a new stand up. Yeah, I watched it. Did and, you watch it? Yeah. And What'd you think? I thought it was good. I mean, it's, you know, the, he's had better ones, but I thought it was good. I, the, the new Louis C.K., though, is his <laughs> best one. Louis? <laughs> Did you see the, the one? No, I, I haven't. You know, all right, <laughs> I, I, here's what I'll admit. I will admit this, and I don't like it. Um, Louis C.K. got to a stratosphere where now I kind of have to fucking, I, I kind of don't want to watch his shit anymore. And it has nothing to do with the way I feel of, of him as an artist, because I like all his shit. But he's just so huge. That my little fucking punk rock bullshit that I've had since I was a child kicks in. What you don't like him because he's popular? Yeah, <laughs> and it's not that I don't like him, but I, but I'll I'll I will skip over a, the new Louis C.K. special. Yeah, because, but what about Bill Burr? He's probably the biggest comedian there is. I feel like Louis's bigger. I don't know. Yeah, Louis's I'm, probably bigger. But but I will I skip over the Louis C.K. because I kind of feel like nah, it's so big that he's like he's just kind of appeasing the the, the greater audience that I, that I don't care that I'm not a part of you know my stupid underground separatist fucking elitist yeah, you bullshit get over that. I, and I enjoy shit for yourself I'm aware I'm aware of it I'm aware of it but it still lingers <laughs> inside can't I can't help it, it uh-huh. here's here's what it is it's subconscious so if I'm I'm flipping through Netflix and I want to watch a comedy special and I see Louis got a new comedy special. I, it's not that I'll sit there and and have that conscious thought, but I but I'll immediately pass over it and try to look for somebody maybe a little bit more obscure or something like that, you know. 
And then later on, I'll realize, like talking to you now, I'm realizing that that's what it is. But I don't have any control over it. It's just my, it's just my main. Th- it's like if I fucking turn on the the radio and Led Zeppelin's on, I turn off the radio. I know. You, know you see what I'm saying? And that's the same thing. And and of course. Led Zeppelin's a great band. I'm fucking doing myself a disservice, but not by not listening to John Bonham play drums. I get it, but there's something in my mind about Led Zeppelin where I just feel like I shouldn't be a part of that because everybody's a part of it, and I know it's a I know it's a horrible, fucking stupid uh, personality trait. But I've had it my whole life. And Treat yourself. Don't cheat yourself. I can't get out of it. I can't fucking get out of it. But yeah, I watched the new Bill Burr, and um, I enjoyed it. I, at first, I was kind of like, ooh, this isn't baked all the way. But then by the end of it, I, I kind of felt like I liked the openness of it. It felt like he didn't put as much effort into this one or as much preparation I, I into this mean. one as he has. He, it wasn't as like tight knit uh, as all his normally are. But at the same time, I kind of liked that. It was kind of open and it gave you that feel of... Uh, it gave you that feel of he was still up there experimenting, even though this was a special and stuff. So I love Bill Burr's jokes because there's so many fucking layers to it. Like just when you think the joke is done, like he'll just say another thing, yeah, and right. another thing. Yeah. Like when he's like <laughs> talking about how he wants to like knock some guy out for offering him a cookie at the restaurant. You ever see that? Mm-hmm. He's like, and I'm choking out everybody in the fucking place until I get to the eyes wide shut party where everyone's getting blown. <laughs> <laughs> I choke myself up the corporate ladder <laughs> until I get to the eyes wide shut party. That's the funniest shit ever. He's a funny motherfucker. But yeah, you got to see the new Lewis. It's fucking great. I will check out the new Lewis C.K., <laughs> King I, of England. Shit, I never realized his name was Lewis. <laughs> what? It's not Lewis. It's Louis. Well, it's the same name. That's like his name isn't Rich. It's Richie. You know what I mean? It's the same name. Yeah, but I think it's because it's Louis. It's L-O-U-I-S, but it's pronounced Louis. Like <laughs> no, it isn't. Yes, it's L O U I E, Louis. No, it's not. It's, oh my god! Okay. Look it up. Okay, all right. <laughs> you think it's Louis how much? At, like the Spanish version? How much fucking money do you want to fucking put on this? Like, I, I mean, literally, how much? Like you, you're saying the name of the TV show is what L U I S? No, the name of the TV show is L O U I E. Yeah. But that has nothing to do with anything. Then what are you saying? His name is Louis C.K. It's spelled L-O-U-I-S-C-K. Yeah, but that's Louis. It's not, though. It's pronounced Louis. So when it's Louis, it's Louis. Yes. His name is Louis C.K. It's spelled L-O-U-I-S. Are you sure he's not just Louis and they call oh him Louis? Oh, my fucking God. I'm telling you. Find, go find out the phonetics of Louis. <laughs> Look, right there. It's right there. Known professionally as Louis C.K. as it's spelled, and then look at the pronunciation. Louis C.K. This is amazing podcasting, by the way. I know. Oh, what is it? The, the U with the two, like, the Uber dots? Dude, it, it doesn't... It, I can't see what that is. It's uh, it's just, phonetically, it's Louis C.K. It's, it's just like in the olden fucking, uh, I don't even know what times, but the name Louis, L-O-U-I-S, would be pronounced Louis. <laughs> oh, oh, I know what you mean. Oh, I thought you meant it was Louis, like L-U, like the Spanish version, like L-U-I-S or whatever. No, like, that's oh, Louis. Louis. Yeah, no. Louis. It's spelled Louis, but it's pronounced <laughs> Louis. Oh, okay. I got you. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> I thought it was Lu- it was fucking spelled like the Lewis. <laughs> Anyone would think that's Lewis. That's a perfect Lewis. Lewis, 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 Lewis. <laughs> yeah, but that's they I know, spell I that know, Louis, I like know, the real version. I know. The real version. I you know, I deal with this. Okay, here's <sighs> Meditate. I'm getting mad. I'm getting pissed <laughs> off. 
You ain't sleeping tonight. I deal with this with my father. My father is a 67-year-old man set in his ways. And we watch... The main thing that we have in common, besides looking like twins and both playing guitar and fucking... And all million other things, is that we both love the New York Metropolitans. And our quality time with each other, when we could find time to spend time with each other, is normally based around sitting down and watching nine innings of a New York Mets game. And the man fucking drives me crazy because he he has this thing now where he feels like he's in tune with the Spanish, Hispanic fucking thing. <laughs> like he feels like that's, he, he, I guess he started like loosely studying Spanish and, uh, and he just feels like him and, and South America have more in common. I don't, it might be the skin color. I have no idea, but, but he will bring up people's names and, and the way that they're pronounced when they're not pronounced that way. I'm not doing this any justice. So let me give you an example. <laughs> There's a player on the New York Mets. His name is Ioannis Cespedes. I knew you were going to use him. I don't know why. There's a million other There's a million other examples, but I'm just going to use Cespedes. His name is Ioannis Cespedes. If you hear him say his name, he says Ioannis Cespedes. My dad calls him Cespedes. <laughs> and and when every time I say to my dad, his name is Cespedes, he says... Uh, yes, but the the announcers are pronouncing it wrong because in where he's from, in Cuba, I believe it is, it would be pronounced Suspetus. And every time I have to say to him, it's a fucking name. He could pronounce it however he wants. <laughs> it's not fucking, it's not a word. It's not like I'm saying the word the and you're telling me that I'm pronouncing it wrong. It's a fucking name. So the guy says his name is Ioannis Cespedes. His name is Ioannis Cespedes. It's not Cespedes. No matter how much <laughs> you believe that it should be properly called that, you don't get to make that call. It's the dude's fucking <laughs> name. Our last name is Ferry. If we walked around calling ourselves Ferry, everyone would have to call us Ferry because that's what we, the way we pronounce our fucking names. <laughs> There's people out there with the last name Perez. There's also people out there with the last name Perez. And they're the same fucking name, but people pronounce them differently, and it, it infuriates me. Oh my god, people pronounce my last name in like twenty different ways. Giadena, yeah, <laughs> That That's actually the closest one, <laughs> believe it or not, because everyone says Giordano. That's how I say it, Giordano. Giordano. I mean, that's the most common one people use, but like my name, it's really pronounced like you would pronounce like the name Jordan. But it's just Jordan. Jordano. It's Jordano. Yeah. Oh, I never even thought about yeah, it that. Yeah, because way. in in Italian, G I O is just J. So I've been calling you Rich Giordano your whole life, and you have never fucking because nah, everybody calls me Giordano because it's G I O R Giordano. Yeah, right. Everybody says that, you know. Or <laughs> the worst is my brother pronounces our name the worst out of everybody and calls us Giordano, <laughs> and I'm like, who are you, a fucking French waiter? <laughs> <laughs> trying to make it sound like spiffier than mm, Giordano yeah, party. Yeah, Giordano, but it's not. It's Giordano. Giordano. Like like Michael Jordan. Like J-O-R-D. Like Jordan would know. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Giordano, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I'm never going to call you that, but like, that's interesting. Like, the, the best way I can explain it is like, like Bongiorno. Like Bongiorno. Like, whatever that means. Like, right. good afternoon. It's like G-I-O. Right. Or no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that just makes a J sound, but yeah, and uh, I think 
Tardif was right on the money with Jadana. Jadana. <laughs> that's, that's the closest one. That that was great because you wouldn't let him use your like my name is Devin, motherfucker. So it'd be like Jadana. Devin. <laughs> See, that's how fucking much of a piece of shit I am. This old this dude our our uh in high school we had a what was he a health, health teacher. teacher yeah or gym teacher it's one of those jobs that they give the football coaches so that they could actually t- coach football <laughs> yeah, or uh, get to their retirement <laughs> right and he was a health teacher um which him let's see him as a health teacher would be like Jared from Subway running a daycare center. <laughs> yeah. Um, he was the biggest, fattest, out of weight fucking man. He, he literally was like Job of the Hut. He looked, he would, he would like sit there and breathe that he way. He drove a rascal. Yeah, he drove a rascal, sweatpants, only sweatpants, couldn't fit in anything else but sweatpants. Him and Gilbert Grape's mom would have got along. I'm sure when he passed away, they had to just burn the fucking house down. <laughs> yeah. Um, Buried him in a piano. Apparently, he's got a dick like a tuna can. <laughs> yeah, the tin can dick. I didn't think you remembered that. <laughs> and I, of course. <laughs> a tuna can flat. <laughs> Yeah, no length, but just mad girth. <laughs> Only about an inch of length, but just fucking, just wall destroying girth. <laughs> Tardy fucks the walls out. <laughs> um, and <laughs> and of course, my fucking stupid, uh, you know, um, considering myself an artist ass or whatever <laughs> i just fucking took offense to the fact that he would call everybody by their last names so that was the football in him and i've never been a fan of my last name um i always wanted i growing up i always wanted like a strong consonant last name something with like a lot of consonants that ends in, in like an n or an m like a man at the end and shit <laughs> like I, what i don't know like fucking i have no idea but I just I just did not like the fact that my last name was Ferry. Number one, it's a fucking boat. Number two, it's really close to fucking so, a, a derogative way to call ho- something you would call a homosexual, man. But also, I just never liked the way that it just trailed off in a Y, like Ferry. You know? Like, <laughs> like I just hated it. I always wanted like a That's fucking... That's why you don't sleep at night. <laughs> it's one of these things. After I think about my inevitable death, I always think about how <laughs> shitty and pussy my last name is. No, but anyway, so yeah, I, I fucking uh, tormented this guy by, by like just letting him know that I refused to be called Ferry. So he used to call uh, roll call in the beginning of classes and call everybody by their last names until it got to me. And then he'd say, Devin. <laughs> Devin. <laughs> Miller. Stevenson. Giordano. Devin. <laughs> he didn't do it with the girls, though, right? He only did it with the dudes. Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what I wanted to bring up? Because I, I kind of forget this story, and I want you to tell it, because I don't want to tell it. I want I want to hear you tell it. When you, We used to go to the, uh, the Hazard Pool Club all the time when we were younger, and mm-hmm. we never brought that up. But that was like a big part of our, our youth, was running around that place. Mm-hmm. It was just a, okay, so let's paint the picture first. Uh, as most people who may have grown up in a suburban community knows that there's it was the public pool area. It's like a wannabe country club. <laughs> yeah, you pay your you pay your yearly uh, fee for it, and then you could go and have access to the the few pools that they had there. And everybody would show up on the weekends, and it would just be this giant fucking cesspool of <laughs> children running around and parents trying to sneak wine in and, and get drunk on the low key. <laughs> At least that's what my parents were doing. And I remember we were like 10 years old and I was like, yeah, I could play water polo and almost drown. 
That shit was rough. Uh, okay, so what story were you talking about? <laughs> when you were getting changed and you almost stripped ass naked. Well, that was you. Were, that wasn't me and you. <laughs> I know that. I want you to just tell the story because it's fucking hilarious. Well, that's know it. that's the whole story. So I was, um, uh, I had gone to the pool club on a fine <laughs> Saturday or Sunday afternoon with my family. I was probably about eight or nine. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and i was with a uh, a friend of mine but it was also an older an older kid from the neighborhood so at this point it was a kid that i really looked up to <laughs> and i guess i guess his parents were in a round to bring him to the pool club or whatever so he hitched a ride with the fairy family the fairy family <laughs> and i was kind of stoked that he was coming because it, although that we, we hung out i also kind of looked up to the dude you know he was your mind was in another place <laughs> if i was if i was if i was eight he was like probably 11 you know so you know how you have that thing with like the older kids you want to be as cool as they are yeah, and shit yeah. and i thought this kid was uh cool they seem so much older and um and we so we went to the pool club and we we found our space. My family found our space and we put down our blankets and everything. And of course, me and him wanted to jump right in the pool uh, immediately. So we uh, what the fuck is going on? Sorry, um, we wanted to jump in the pool immediately. So we we put our shit down and we started taking and me and him were talking. We're in we're in the heat of a of a conversation. <laughs> so uh, you know, like we I he took off his shoes, I took off my shoes, and then we we're talking about some stuff. And he took off his socks while I was taking off my socks. And then we both stood up and we we're still, oh yeah, man. But did you see it when when this happened and everything? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He took off his shirt and I took off my shirt. And then for some reason, I guess in my mind, I just thought that I was getting changed in my room and I just whipped on down the pants. <laughs> but the problem problem is is that i was wearing a bathing suit you know with the fucking net in it so there was no underwear <laughs> yes. so in the middle of our conversation he's sitting there in his in his swimming trunks ready to jump in and i just whip my band <laughs> down and I then fucking love that story. and then stared in his eyes like and then he looked at me and then looked around and then my mom was like what the fuck why is your dick out and it was a very it could have only been a 10 second thing but that's it, fucking long it, or a five second thing but it felt like an eternity and then, uh, and yes, and then I love that shit. Like when you just lose, like your brain just deflates for a fucking minute. Like if you're talking to some random person on the phone, and like you're like, "I love you," <laughs> or like, <laughs> "Oh, I just got the worst douche chills because I've done that." Oh, I've done that. Oh my god, I've done that. I remember when I was younger, I had a, a, a bad problem calling teachers mom. <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, mom. <laughs> oh, man, what kind of Freudian shit was going on there? <laughs> I'd be like, sorry, mom. And they're like, what? <laughs> Wait, the same teachers that you'd go home and jerk off to, you called mom? Go home and jerk off That's what to. you talk, you talked about the other day. What teachers did I jerk off a to? Friend of ours, uh, uh, a friend of ours who listens to the show, um, we were talking about that episode, and he had, uh, you were talking about Miss Ling from Cove Road. Oh, Miss like Ling, that. yeah. And he apparently had, he went to Cove Road as well. He was a few years above us. He had us. a thing for Ling? He had like a list he was like, what? oh, there was Ling, there was this, there was that. I was like, how do you guys fucking know? No, there was no one else. Hey, look. The closest I could get to any good-looking teacher from our entire youth was Ling. Yeah. All of our teachers were fat old hags. Right. All of them. I can't think of any good-looking teachers. Not a one. <laughs> Even through high school. It's very mean of you. I. I'm so. sure there's some. I'm sure Miss Arndt was a looker back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's not get too fucking yeah. inclusive. So anyway, you call teachers moms. <laughs> yeah. Um, I never did that. I, one thing that I do 
is uh is like and i think this is pretty across the board i'm sure people deal with this but if i'm in a service situation where let's say like i order food or something and they give me my food and they say enjoy sometimes i'll say you too <laughs> yeah oh, i was just about to say that i hate that and then you're just like oh uh, there's so many of them but you, you know what i fucking hate when the how you doing goes on for like it's like how you doing tennis like <laughs> hey how's it going Good. How you doing? Good. How's it going? Good. How you doing? <laughs> For oh, yeah, some yeah, reason, yeah, it doesn't yeah, end. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. just, it just keep asking how you doing. It's like, all right, just good. So like, I got to the point where I don't even ask people how they're doing. They're like, how you doing? I'm like, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't care how you're doing. <laughs> I'm sure you're just gonna say fine. You're not like no one's gonna be like, how you doing? Shit. Dog shit. <laughs> Yeah, of course. Shit, you know? Yeah, life sucks. And if someone does say that, I'm fucking running for the hills because I don't want to hear your woes. Small talk is it's the worst. It's the worst thing in the world. I am so bad at small talk that I should probably go to like classes for it or go see a therapist or something. I've thought about this before because small talk is kind of something that's needed in life, especially if you have like a job and aspirations to to climb up some sort of ladder or something like that. Like you should kind of be a master of small talk. And I am so not a master of small talk that it small talk sucks. I know, but I I literally can't do it. I don't know how to do it. I I will let you could walk up to me and you could be like do you think that that uh, the JFK shooting was a conspiracy theory? And I've never met you before. And I'd be like, let's sit down and talk, and we would have an unbelievable conversation. Yeah, I want. Or if talk you about walked it. up, if you if you walked up to me and said, like, uh, isn't it weird that everybody you love eventually is going to die? I'd be like, immediately jump into the conversation. But if somebody comes up to me and says, hey man, crazy weather outside today, I just shut down because I don't know how to. T- like, I'm like, mm, yeah, weather's bad. Like, should I make a joke? I don't know what to fucking do. Yeah, I I noticed that with small talk, it's either. Either people that really want to talk about small talk and are really are interested and are just fucking lunatics and mm. out of their mind, or you have to totally just fake, like fake the shit out of it and act like you're really into it. You have to trick yourself into thinking you're interested in it. I know, and That's I can't do it. That's the only way to get through it. I can't do it because I'm so not interested in it. It's so not. Interested. It just makes my it makes my like mind go white. Like I just fuck. There's nothing there. I can't pull from anything. I don't. I don't have any witty response or anything because my eyes just glaze over, and I'm just like, holy fuck! Yeah. They're talking about the weather. Who gives a right, fuck about the, the whole weather? time? You're thinking, how? Why is this person continuously talking about this? Yeah. Like, who gives a shit? <laughs> yeah, I see it as I. I understand it as an icebreaker to get into deeper things because somebody might be uncomfortable, like a coworker or somebody you're not close with, like diving into. Or they want something from you, like, "Hey, man, the game was crazy last night." Hey, by the way, can I borrow this or what? Like, I get yeah, that. Yeah. But when somebody comes up to you and they just start talking about those things, like, it's just, it's just my, it just my mind just stops. I don't. I'm just horrible at it. I'm yeah. Horrible at it. Like people that feel the need to strike up a conversation with every person that comes near them. Yeah. You know, like some uh, some people. Are, I've seen such an extreme situation where people have been walking away from somebody and someone's like talking at the person's back as they're walking away because they don't want to give up the the conversation. They just want to keep it going. It's fucking insane. Here's something that happens to me a lot in life, and I've been noticing it a lot lately, is that somebody will ask me a question, and then while I'm answering that question, they'll lose interest in the answer in the question and just kind of want to get out of the conversation. (laughs) 
And I think it may be because I'm giving them too much information that they want, you know, but but uh, they never wanted the answer in the first place. Right. They never really wanted the answer in the first place. And I'm talking about more than just like, uh, how are you feeling today? Because obviously if somebody says, how are you doing today? I'm always just going to say good. You know, inside, I want to be like, well, I had a panic attack last night. I'm worried about how the <laughs> podcast is going to go today. And, you know, and in uh, all that shit. But of course, I'm, if it's somebody I don't know or even people I know, for the most part, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, everything's cool. But uh, but I've had like situations where so the, even the other day somebody asked me at work where I live, where I'm from, and it's kind of a convoluted answer because because I'm not you know like where I'm at right now is not really where I see myself being from you know I kind of had to leave the area where I whatever but but I guess I guess my answer wasn't sufficient enough because she asked me like where are you from and I was like well I was born here but then I lived here but and like by the time I got to where I lived here she was kind of just like. Okay, yeah, I got to go over here now. Like, literally, did like, oh, somebody's knocking on the door and like tried to get out of the conversation. Well, she was looking for a one town answer. Yeah, but there's know? no one town answer with Dev Dad. <laughs> yeah, but I'm when, a fucking, I'm a wanderer. I'm a rogue. When someone asks you where you're from, it's not where you were born. It's, it's not, not where you're from. It's where, yeah. <laughs> well, it's just, it's pretty much where you grew up. Yeah, you I know, get it's it. It's where you spent your life, right, you right. know, where and that was formative years. That was the answer. I did give that answer, but then I elaborated a little bit at the end of it. And I guess the elaboration at the end was totally a turn off in that <laughs> conversation. I made like a little mental check note about it. <laughs> like, Stop talking so much, you maniac. <laughs> because that's the thing. If you open me up, like I, 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 I'm very shy. I'm a very shy person. When I'm around, well, that's why people get that impression that you're like snobby to them because right. you're kind of like you know you. You know, you don't really give them that much attention because you just don't want to be bothered. You know, you don't want to be bothered. It's not that I don't want to be bothered. I want to talk to everybody. I do a talk radio podcast. I, you know, I fucking, I, I like talking. Um, my problem is, like I said, the small talk is hard for me to navigate through. If we start getting to some meaty shit, then then I'm all in. <laughs> like I want to fucking talk yeah, about. How it. much meaty shit are you gonna get into with a stranger? I know, you know? but I wish we could. That's <laughs> why you know <laughs> what I mean. Just jump right into life. <laughs> like I wish when you met new people, you're like, "Hi, my name is Devin. What's your deepest darkest fears?" That's <laughs> that's what I want to start That'd conversations be pretty fucking with. Cool. Right. Like, let's fucking level the playing field and really fucking and let all the, the conventions and, and all the, the fucking hiding and shit that we do on a regular basis. Let it go. Let's get to know each other right away. <laughs> and then we'll see if we like each other and then get out of it. Hi, I'm Devin. What's your favorite color? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. But but yeah, I the shy because I'm I guess my shyness comes from um, the fact I've always been a shy person even when I was a child and everything but my shyness in new situations with people I believe comes from the fact that if I do start talking in the way that I want to start talking that I'm going to turn them off which kind of does happen it, it, it happened in that conversation so a lot of times I'll give one word answers and kind of be a little distant because I don't want to fucking open full throttle dev dog on them <laughs> you know and then them just be like this guy's a maniac and then you start talking to them as they're walking away <laughs> yeah right exactly <laughs> and it's happened a billion times in my life it's, it's it happened over and over again but then the second that I'm comfortable with somebody then that's it it's fucking you can't just shut me up I'll just keep talking getting louder and louder and talking <laughs> faster and being a fucking idiot and i regret those things too i basically just regret everything i do. <laughs> regret talking <laughs> i do i regret talking um welcome to the awkward i5 podcast yeah i was about to say it's about that time. we just did all small talk 40 uh small talk 40 minutes in so uh um it, we're doing this early the earliest we've ever done a podcast yeah it's so bright in here it's weird yeah the a high five studios is, is sparkling is, is fucking swashed 
with warm sunlight. This is the earliest I've been out of the house in a long time. Yeah? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you do live that life, my friend. Yeah, you're, no. you're about that life. <laughs> Night owl. Um, yeah, if that's what you want to call it. Night owl. Night owl. Uh, yeah, so we're doing this. And then um, right after this, we're, I'm excited. As soon as we hit stop on this episode... We do our first ever exclusive Patreon episode. Yep, we're yep. doing that. We're burning that out today. So if you're a uh, if you're a Patreon su- subscriber, and I believe there's there's a bunch of you now. I mean, it's a slow process, but but uh, but I got a few emails yesterday that more people hopped on. I really got to look at the list and see who's there. But uh, but your your ex- first exclusive Patreon episode will be available tomorrow, Sunday. Um, what's day? The fourth or the fifth? Today's the 4th. Yeah, so tomorrow, Sunday, uh, February 5th, will be the first Patreon episode that will be available. Cool, cool, this episode cool. will be available tonight, and that episode will be t- available tomorrow. So uh, if you want two extra episodes, a high five a month, all you have to do is go on and, and, and get in on the $5 or more tier on Patreon. And not only will you be helping out the show so that we could expand and do more things, more public things, and get merch and all that stuff, but you'll also be getting two extra, at least two extra hours a, a month of uh, content. So we're pretty stoked about that. If we do make Awkward High Five t-shirts, we have to put the Barry Horowitz hand on the back because <laughs> we've talked about it for years and I'm craving it. <laughs> well, that could happen. We're, yes. we're, we are we are at the precipice. Presp- what? Precipice. Cespitus? Cespitus. Cespitus. We're at the precipice. Uh, the precipice of finally fucking getting real deal merch we've had stickers and stuff and we're gonna have more of those and those will give out but uh I, i'm actually i i believe the super bowl party that i'm going to tomorrow is is at the uh, a friend of ours who's who's an artist and helps us out and at one point he had designed a uh, an a high five logo for a t-shirt but we just never went forward with it oh, yeah? and um and so i'm gonna do i'm gonna look into that tomorrow so we're gonna have That's that soon cool. and uh speaking of the super bowl um that's tomorrow right uh yeah 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 I don't give a shit about this. Super Bowl. Of course, but I, I was, I was thinking <laughs> we're probably the only two men in the world who don't give a fuck about football. But, uh, I, but I, I was thinking about today because I, I do think about this uh, every time the Super Bowl comes up. But this year, I've, I've specifically thought about it and even watched it, rewatched it this morning. Uh, is um, Prince's Super Bowl? halftime show and here's the fucking thing i didn't see it you never saw prince's halftime super bowl show nah. holy what uh what shit. super bowl was it i think it was 2007 i believe i don't know obviously i want to know who played but um i'm gonna say the rams and the colts is that possible <laughs> uh it's possible was it the raiders and the chargers no i think it was the chargers because i'm pretty sure i saw one team on the sideline getting all charged up before the game <laughs> That's why the Chargers are my favorite NFL team, because I picture that beforehand they just get all charged. <laughs> Fucking Chargers. Look, okay, anyway. Um, That's weird that they're the Chargers, because they're from San Diego, and that the Chargers symbol is a lightning bolt, so I assume they're supposed to be like lightning storms or whatever, like ch- charged lightning, but there's no storms in San Diego. I think they're supposed to be cell phone chargers. Oh. <laughs> Imagine that. <laughs> Their mascot is just a big fucking walwart. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't know. I thought. Th- I always thought that they were chargers because that's what you do in football, right? You charge. No, Isn't that it? Like a well, move? their symbol is a lightning bolt, so I assume it's like electric charge. You know. Ah, well, that's why they're getting all charged up. <laughs> anyway, charged. It came to 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 thinking. I came to think this morning that in the state of the world right now, 
that we're in in all this confusion and fear and discomfort and and uh, and not knowing what's ahead of us and insecurity and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, coupled with the fact that we unfortunately within the last year, not even fucking lost Prince that no offense to Lady Gaga. I'm sure she has a, a great thing planned. I'm sure she's going to. Oh, she's this year's yeah. performance. Oh, she's going to whip out the guitar and do some country bullshit. Um, whatever. I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure she's going to make some grand statement. Um, it, I'm sure politics is going to come into it. Uh, I'm sure she's going to be wearing some dress made out of some sort of animal. Yeah. And she's going to do the no, whole she thing. She don't do that shit anymore. Mm, sorry. You got to get up on your guy. I didn't know. <laughs> I'm sure at some point she's going to point to a side of the stage. A hole's going to open and Slash is going to come out like yeah. like he always does. I'm sure all that shit's going to happen, and that's great. And I and I wish her the best. However, I think that if we were really going to do a service to the United States of America, what they should do this year is just replay the fucking Prince <laughs> halftime show. I thought you were going to say have Gaga rip her dress open and actually show her dick. <laughs> <laughs> You ever see that thing? No. Why? Oh, she has to, wait, wait. Is this, are you, this is a wild allegations? Ziggy nose. We have to... Uh, Dangler. We have to... After last week's episode, <laughs> we have to start a segment on the show. I'm going to make a sounder for it called RTG's Wild Accusations. <laughs> I got a few today. You made some wild accusations last week, and They're I know you have wild. some more today. You got to save a few for but, the, the uh, Patreon show. All right. But uh, yeah, there's this video online, and Gaga's on like a... Uh, I don't want to say mechanical bull, but something like a mechanical bull that's non-mechanical, like just the sitting bull. <laughs> like one of those trains that you put a quarter in outside of the shop, right? But yeah, but it doesn't move. It's just <laughs> it's just sitting there, and she's on it, and she's wearing a like dress. Like the Hamburglar statue outside of a McDonald's <laughs> yeah. that you can sit on? <laughs> and it's one of those things you sit on and bounce back and forth and fucking rock your asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so one of those things at the playground that's just on a big giant spring. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, but she's not on that. She's on like a, I don't know, like a bull let's say and she's wearing there's no such thing as a mechanical bull that isn't mechanical why would there just be a random bull i don't then she's on a fucking a statue of a horse i don't know okay so her dress is hiked up this is already before you even get to any sexual thing (laughs) this is already a wild allegation that there's just horse statues that people could sit on i don't know what she's sitting on but her dress is hiked up high enough to when she steps steps off of it a fucking ziggy nose flops out and like swings a little bit and you hear the audience go oh Oh, I swear to God. You never saw that? No. Oh, my God. It's fucking bigger than uh, Britney's Bill Murray lip. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, Well, okay. So your allegation is that Lady Gaga, giant Ziggy Nose. Giant Ziggy Nose. Bigger Uh, than the one that I came across in person. Really? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Now, I'm going to have to say that the uh, beliefs expressed here by RTG on the Awkward High Five podcast are in no way fact, just a wild allegation that he's making. <laughs> hey, I just seen it on a video. Mm-hmm. All right. I fair enough. I didn't make up the fact that she's rocking Ziggy. She's an Italian broad. She's a Giordana. <laughs> I think she's close to being a Giordana. She's like, her real name's like Steph- Stephanie, like Giamonti. I think she's Paul Giamonti's no, daughter. <laughs> no, she is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure she's Paul Giamonti's daughter. No, and that dude's got, he's like a big, big laugher, big chompers. <laughs> she don't got chompers <laughs> like that. She has more of like a fucking, like a, yeah, she's a, she's like a Picasso looking bitch. You ever notice that? Like her eyes are uneven. You she, really don't like and Gaga. She has like a fucking lit. No, I'm a big Gaga fan. Her name is Stefani Joanne Angelina Germanata. How the hell did you know that? I just looked it up. 
Yeah, but you knew that before you looked it up. Yeah, I know. How the hell did you know? Because uh, I, I, I'm up on. I like Lady Gaga. Uh. Well, she has a big fucking ziggy nose, <laughs> and I'd suck it. <laughs> this is my new. Um. So anyway. Yeah, I wanted to talk about something good here. Wait, I'm not done. With what? I want to talk about Prince. Oh, I think you want to talk about Gaga Ziggy. I want to talk about how genius that fucking thing oh, was. Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. What was it? What, what so, it in 2007, Prince, Prince fucking... Um, Did is, he take out the big Claudio it's, guitar? It's the hammer. Why, I hope. Shaped like a dragon's cock. <laughs> this is... Uh, dude, you re- literally, you just stole the end of my fucking rant. Are you serious? But let me, I'm going to do it anyway. So, Prince fucking shows up... <laughs> It's the it's the halftime show, and all of a sudden there's a giant fucking stage made in the Prince symbol, the androgynous half male, half female fucking with the swoop Prince symbol, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, whatever this thing we call life comes out and starts ripping. Let's go crazy! The stage blows up into this giant thing, and then they go into let's go crazy, right? And everyone's freaking out. People running out of the, you know, obviously it's it's choreographed, but people running out of the rafters. They're doing the whole fucking thing, and then he he rips that. the the thing The thing that I love right off the bat, and I don't know if this was this was on purpose or not, but his guitar. He's ripping his regular Telecaster at this point. His guitar is so high in the mix and so distorted that it's just wh- it's even washing out his own fucking ba- his backing band. And he's just ripping right off the bat, just ripping through these souls over Let's Go Crazy. Then he brings it down, goes into Proud Mary, a cover version of Proud Mary. Has some, I don't know who it was, but has some fucking boisterous black chick with a beautiful voice come out. They're singing Proud Mary. At this point, a marching band comes out. And they're they're playing along. It's big and it's huge. Now let me let me also say that it's raining the whole time. And the story goes that backstage before the show, they asked him if he still wanted to go out and do it because it was raining. And he said, "Can you make it rain harder?" This guy's <laughs> the real fucking deal. He's doing proud Mary, keep on burning the whole thing, the marching band. And then all of a sudden, he gets handed a fucking strat, this teal strat, and he starts playing fucking. Um, uh, oh God, what Hendrix song did he did? I, I want to say along the Watchtower. Anyway, he's doing he's doing a Hendrix kind of uh, fucking song. Uh, it it maybe even one of his cover songs. He's ripping on that for a couple seconds, and then out of nowhere, for no fucking reason, him and his whole crew go into fucking uh, "Best of You" by the Foo Fighters. <laughs> really? Now Prince is in the middle of the fucking Super Bowl. One hundred and fifty million people are watching him. This motherfucker's covering a Foo Fighters song. <laughs> are you serious? Yeah, 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 the best, That's the best, weird. the best, the best of you. Right, doing that fucking shit. Was it good? Amazing. Really? Playing it, That's weird. Yeah, amazing. Then he's ripping a little bit on that, and then the whole thing comes down, and, and it's just Prince, and it is a close-up on his face, and he says, I got another confession to make. I ain't no fool. And then he just gives the world's greatest look into the camera. Like, he, he said that for a reason. He wanted everybody to know that he wasn't a fool. I don't know what was going on in his life. And then, out of nowhere, the fucking, the, the beginnings of Purple Rain come on. Now, at this point... It's Prince and his band playing Purple Rain in the fucking rain. It's And then he gets handed the fucking Purple Prince androgynous cymbal <laughs> guitar. And he starts singing Purple Rain. 
And then the greatest thing that's ever happened in the face of the planet happens. He asked the crowd of the Super Bowl, of the whatever arena they were in at the Super Bowl, and by proxy, the 150 to 200 million people at home that are watching, if they minded, if he played his guitar. And then he picks up this fucking guitar and just starts ripping this amazing solo from the bowels of fucking hell. And what happens at that point, Richard, is these giant fucking uh, sheets this giant screen, flopping screen, flies up in the air and projects his shadow onto this this screen while he's ripping the solo. Now, he's now bigger than the stadium himself. He's as tall as the stadium. And he leans down with his fucking uh, androgynous cymbal guitar and leans back and just makes the biggest, phallus, devil, fucking dragon dick fucking that you've <laughs> ever seen in your life. It looks like a big, giant dick arrow just pointing out into space. And this <laughs> giant fucking shadow why he's ripping a solo over purple rain in the fucking rain it's the greatest thing that's ever happened i watched i watch it all the time i watched it again today and and you you know when you're at a live show and you get that feeling where you start getting cold chills and maybe your eyes water up a little bit because you're uh, so into the music has that ever happened to you yeah like very rarely it has to be like amazing yeah that that watching a shitty fucking pixelated version with bad audio on youtube today gave me that feeling gave me the same feeling that i had when i saw fucking you know whatever when i saw fucking when i saw prince live or when i saw bowie live or when i saw whatever bands a countless countless amount of bands that i love i had that same feeling watching that right now and it came to my mind it came into my mind that this is what the world needs right now the fact that prince isn't here right now to save us all <laughs> is a fucking heartbreaking scenario we're never gonna get music again music's over so therefore that's why i suggest i posit it's just one little opinion on one little tiny podcast in the sea of podcasts and opinions but i believe that if we really wanted to show the country and everybody out there that's worried about their safety and all the things that are going on in the world, that in the middle of tomorrow's Super Bowl broadcast, we should just replay the Prince Super Bowl halftime. Or they could just put up those big sheets again and bo- and Gaga can just throw her guitar on the ground and show a big silhouette of her actual Ziggy nose <laughs> instead of the dragon. <laughs> and it actually has the arrow and everything. It's just flopping around. <laughs> Do the helicopter with it and spin it around. What if Lady Gaga comes out on stage last night and she says, um, I heard through the grapevine that there was a podcast out of uh, <laughs> Central Jersey that, that outed my Ziggy nose last night. So I'm just going to show all you guys. That'd be fucking and awesome. And that's how she starts it. And then she's like, express yourself or whatever song she does. I feel like Gaga's like the kind of chick that has like fucking like a hairy back and like sideburns. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, because she's a Giordana. <laughs> <laughs> she's, 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 an oh, she's an Italian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Italian yeah, she, chicks. They have the side. They have the uh, what they call peach fuzz. Yeah, but she's probably got like lamb chops down to here. <laughs> <laughs> she does. I feel like she does. You hate Lady Gaga. No, I don't. I fucking love her. I'm you, just talking shit. You've been talking shit about her for a good twenty minutes now. I shit about everything. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's my whole thing, and and uh, that's it. They should just play the yeah. fucking Prince thing. I don't do a solid for the world. I can't think. Like if you told me right now, name one totally musical band that's playing today. I couldn't. I couldn't. What about the Foo Fighters? Well, yeah, the Foo Fighters. That's that's the only band that came to mind. Like if you were to say mainstream music, Wilco. Wilco. Right. They're an all rock band. And they're they're main. They're mainstream commercial music. Yeah, Wilco's huge. Really? Radiohead. Radiohead doesn't play anymore. Yeah, they just put out an album last year. Did they? Mm -hmm. 
Well, I didn't hear about it. I think it was last year or two I years think, ago. And I'm sure it probably didn't do as good as their last albums. I guess. I don't know. You know, because you don't see or hear this music anywhere. Well, it's definitely not in the mainstream of the mainstream, right? No. It's not. Everything is rap. I can't think of another music in the mm. mainstream. I mean, well, country. Country's the biggest yeah, thing in the world. country, yeah. But the, the thing is, is that um, the tide has shifted. The, it, there's been a paradigm shift in the way that music is consumed yet again, where we're back to singles now. So in the 80s, it was a single mentality. You wanted to hit, it, and, uh, and a lot of times it didn't even matter what else was on, the ra- on your album. You, it, uh, you just wanted to put out a two or three hits on an album, and, that was, and that's it. And you sell the singles more than you would sell the album. Then in the 90s, obviously, we went back more to like in the 70s and the 60s to album-oriented uh, music and, and specifically rock and roll. And the album ruled for a good 15 years after that. And then since then, we've slowly got back into... I think I I really think out of all the bands, I think that Black Eyed Peas are probably what shifted us back into that, where they started just putting out s- singles that were more important than the actual albums, and that's where we're st- really the peas. Yeah, remember that in like the mid two thousands, where the Black Eyed Peas were the biggest thing in the world. Yeah, that's when music started to shift more to like the pop rap kind of uh, single Auto-tune mentality. Stuff. Yeah, right. Yeah, and uh, and that and that's what became really big. And then and now that's the whole deal. You consume singles, and it, I couldn't tell you like albums. You no, know, I couldn't tell you the names of anybody or anything. I don't know anything anymore. Yeah, it sucks. You know, one of my favorite bands that are playing today just put out a new album yesterday and i was very very excited about it i've been i've been waiting for it because i've been craving new music from them and i've listened to it about are they canadians they're not they're uh-huh. they're actually from scranton pennsylvania okay um that's pretty random. they're called the dunder mifflins no it's the men singers they're a great band great great punk rock band um and and consumable punk rock they're uh you know they're more of a poppy rock and roll band than they are an actual punk band but they, they're great songwriters. Great, everything's great about that band. Their last two albums, On Impossible Past and Rented World, were amazing albums. Could not wait for this new album to come out. Listen to it three or four times, and I'm little like a little kind of uh, about it. But here's I made a, a conscious decision yesterday while I was driving home from work, listening to this album, is that I'm going to stick with it. it my first inkling after the first or second time that I listened to it was I was like, this just isn't really doing it for me. There's not the, the songs aren't as hooky and. They're kind of just kind of much like Bill, the, the way I felt watching Bill Burr specials. I felt like it was like not as much effort was put into it. It was kind of rushed. Um, but then I said to myself, think of all the times that you've listened to albums and didn't like them at first and then and then listen to them over and over and over yeah, again. You gotta. And they finally became one of your favorite albums. I've I've made the decision to actually do that with this album because in the world but now that you're trying to do it, don't you feel like it's a little forced? Well, no. The reason why is it's not. Because back in the day, when when you would buy CDs, <clears throat> and, and especially when we were children and had to save up money for CDs and stuff like that, and, and, and there wasn't the internet that you could just consume music over and over again, the reason that you would have that experience with albums sometimes, and the experience, again, what I'm saying is you listen to an album, you really don't like it, then you listen to it more and more and more, and then it grows on you and it grows on you, and then eventually it becomes some of my favorite albums. <clears throat> Sorry. Some of my favorite albums in this world are albums that I didn't like the first and second time that I listened to them, and then they grew on me. And and and, uh, but I haven't had that experience in a long time. And the reason is, is because there's so much out there, and you could get so much at your fingertips at any second that you're more inclined to just listen to something once and say, "Man, I didn't like it," and move on. But when we were children and in our teens, 
we we had we didn't have that option. We kind of had to sit with stuff more. Oh, yeah. Like if I went out and spent twelve dollars on a CD and didn't like it, I would continue to listen to it because I wanted to get my twelve dollars worth. And especially with tapes, sure, you couldn't even skip a song. Like you couldn't fast forward and rewind and then always like land in, the, in between songs. Right, you had to let that shit rock. Right. And uh, and so I I was thinking about it while I was listening to this new Menzingers album, which I which on in all honesty I really didn't like that much at first, and I'm still you know I still I'm not there's nothing has stuck out to me yet, but I've made a conscious effort to keep listening to it and see if that actually happens. So I'll let you know. Yeah, you gotta. I'll let you know. You gotta push on. Baby. And I'm not busting on them because they're a great band. You know, it's just for some reason this album isn't jiving with me personally. Maybe I was expecting Rented World Part Two, and it's not that. Who knows? But uh. But yeah, I'm going to do that. I'm continuing. Every time I'm in my car driving, I'm listening to that fucking album. Mm. And maybe in a year from now, that'll be my favorite Menzingers album. Who knows? But I don't think anybody, I don't, the children that are coming up now don't get that. Like they're not going to sit. I mean, I'm sure there's always exceptions to the rule, but, uh, but there's a lot of kids out there that are just, just, you know, you, everything's so easily consumable and disposable that you don't ever sit. Especially disposable. Right. Good. Well, that's what I mean. You listen to something. If it doesn't hit you right away, you're on to the next thing, never coming back to it. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's a that type of world is the newest thing that we're experiencing. You know, like th- there's never been a generation before this generation or maybe the generation. Well, no, the, this generation is coming up now that lived in a world like that. We yeah. certainly didn't. No, definitely not. You know, like things did move a lot quicker and there was a lot more options, but not the way that it is now. Yeah. And. I, I we definitely because I remember going into now and then records and they would have like the top fifty singles and you would get the single tape you know mm-hmm. with the B side and the other on the other side and I was definitely a a buyer of single tapes over full albums mm-hmm. you know I would get the single but well how many times when we were younger did you you go buy an album because you loved the single and then the rest of the album fucking blew. Yeah. And there, like you would have to listen to it a hundred times. You know what happened to me? I would like play the song I liked on an album and then because I was doing something else, like say I was doing something in my room around the house, songs would play on. I wouldn't pay much attention, but then I'd find that some songs would get stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, oh shit, I like that song. Mm-hmm. And then you consciously go back and put those songs on. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. It grows on you. Yeah. You know, it might not hit you at first, but it grows on you. And then I I find that those songs and those albums tend to be ones that get that they get their hooks in the deepest. Yeah. Like uh, and and then you stay with for a very a very, very long time. You know? That's why, you know, it's it's so shitty the way the music business is because there is probably so much fucking awesome music out there that we will never hear because it never gets a chance, you know? Well, but it's it, and it's good and it's bad because there yes, there's not we don't we no longer have the radio or even college radio stations or stuff like that feeding us music anymore. I mean, they're still out there doing it, but they're they're not choosing the right things. It's not, you know, um so that's not happening but at the same time there's so many more unique voices that are getting a chance to be heard because of how inexpensive recording music and and distributing music is nowadays so it really falls down on you the consumer to go out and actually seek this stuff out and it depends on how you know it it, it, how hard you actually want to do that how much time you want to spend doing that you could actually find some really cool ass shit yeah yeah, I guess so. Like, what if you mean if you go on the internet and search yeah. fans, start yeah. looking at fucking you know Reddit's where people are talking about shit and and uh, 
I almost said message boards, but that dates me back. I know those <laughs> don't exist anymore. Or yeah, or whatever. Facebook, Aiming. Facebook, uh, like shit. You know, there's so much stuff out there that you could find. You know, or you find one band. That's how I find bands. I find one band that I like that I that I consider kind of new. And you know, I'm I'm older now, so I'm not like I don't have my finger on the pulse like I used to. But I'll find a, a new band, and like say a new punk band or a new hardcore band that really blows me away. And then I kind of just look into their scene and I kind of look at all the other bands that are that are around that they're playing with, and I'll give them a chance. Yeah. You know, see, I'm, I don't know why, but I'm a stubborn bastard. Like I'll find a band that I really like and I'll be really into their music. I'll buy their fucking record and I'll. I'll listen to it for like say a month and then i'll fucking toss it and go back to like my mid-90s music really I, yeah always like I, and i'll that does happen there's bands there's bands that i'll i'll i'll, I'll flame out on really quick i'll be really hot on and then i'll and then i'll kind of lose yeah. it for them like it'll be the only album i play like yeah front to back all the time and then it's just like forgotten yeah yeah but out of like say you have 10 bands and your new bands that you're listening to, and that'll happen. Some of them you just won't like. Some of them you'll be really fucking crazy hot on, and then you'll forget about. And then two or three of those will fucking stick with you and become new bands in your roster. That's what happens to me. Yeah, I see. I always I have like a I wouldn't say a set roster, but I have like I don't know. Just a, all, the bands that I will never stop listening to are definitely '90s bands. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I get it. I mean, and fucked up. a lot of people, a lot of people operate that way. A lot of people are, are stuck into the music that they listened to in high school in their formative years. The, yeah. the soundtrack to their formative years right. that, ends up being is. the music that they listen to the rest of their life. It's more of when that, you know, when that music was around and how good the music is, you know? Well, it's, no, it's yeah, still it's, good music, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's nostalgia, nostalgia yeah. for a certain type of music. And I get it. I, I'm, I'm, I fall into that as well. But I also have a need to stay abreast of the music scene, especially the punk and hardcore scene, which is what I love and subscribe to and been a part of my whole life. I, I, I just feel like it's my duty to still know what's going on, still be able to be in a conversation and still. And also just the fact that these fucking kids, you know, the kids that are in their 20s right now, you know, they're, that are out there making this fucking music. Some of them are really fucking good making some really good music that I could appreciate. Like, just because I'm older than them now and not really, like, have a foot in the scene the way that I used to doesn't mean that I shouldn't be, you know, consuming their music and enjoying them. And I found some really great bands that way. The Menzingers are one of them. I mean, you know, they're they're bigger now. But, when you know, when I, when I found them back, back in the day, they were still a, a slightly obscure band that was, like, just on the precipice. There's that fucking word again. Uh, Pup is another band that I fucking found that i love both of those two bands are are you know air shrimps newer bands they've been around for a while and they're pretty popular but those are bands that that i would consider to be right in there with the propagandies and and the other bands that i i love listening to all the time and can't wait for the new albums to come out mm -hmm. and they're fairly new bands you know so like it, it, it's, you'll find stuff that you like you just have to be out there looking for it right yeah i guess um, yeah like i went like i think it was the mid 2000s i you know i would go to vintage vinyl like once a month and i'd buy like a bunch of cds and i mm. you know and i'd rock those cds all the time but it's like you know i don't i never go online you know i never like fuck around the computer and shit so i haven't like i i don't you know buy albums anymore if there even is albums for sale yeah but anymore. but here's the thing even better than that is you don't need to buy anything to to listen to it i know but go I, on youtube go on Bandcamp. go on, there there's there's infinite amounts of ways to find a band and then immediately have access to their whole catalog now it's my belief 
that if you do like a band and you are listening to their music more than once, like, a, uh, then you should probably support them in some way, whether that's buying a t-shirt or buying their album or whatever it may be. I try to, I try to pay for, for, you know, bands, especially younger punk bands as much as possible. But the fact of the matter is, is you could, if a band seems even slightly interesting to you, it's just one Google search away from it, listening to all their shit, you know, Spotify, there's just, there's just a million ways to listen to music. You could find new bands, so that, that's the thing. That's the double-edged sword that is the music fucking industry today is nobody's making money and, yeah. and there, there will never be another Beatles or Nirvana or any of those things where the whole world agrees on one band because there's so many options. However, yeah. all, the, all, the, uh, you know, all the people that might have not have got their voice heard back in, back in the day because they weren't able to get major label rate, uh, record contracts are out there getting their voices heard because yeah. they could put you know, direct to user. You, you write a song, you put it up, it goes out, and that's it. And if there is going to be a band that... you know changes the world or whatever it's it's going to have to be because of the mainstream because the only way that happens is if it's fed to us you know because you know people who love music will go out and find bands but a a lot of mainstream uh, success a lot of it comes Mm. from people that really don't give that you know really don't give a shit about music that much and just listen to it because it's number one on the billboard chart. Sure, of course. So like yeah. that, that contributes to a lot of popularity and success. You well, know? we're never going to have we're never going to have another Nirvana, we're never going to have another Seinfeld. We're never going to have besides the the fucking comic book films and the Star Wars films, we're never going to have another pulp fiction or or something like that because the the options are so plentiful that it, it, no one's ever going to just fall on that, you yeah, know. Like 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 Nirvana, you know Nirvana. Let's in the nineties, Nirvana became a huge band because of how much radio play they got. They were already a huge band in the underground. All the all the Seattle kids and the New York kids and the fucking Boston kids and 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 the DC kids and everything. They all knew about Nirvana and had already listened to them. Mm-hmm. But but them getting a record deal and getting so much play on MTV and and is what made them such a huge band. Right. They're, they're, That's kind of what I was they they about. wrote amazing music and would have been respected on an underground level uh, forever. But but if they never had that catalyst, they never would have blown up that big. Right. You know, it's it just it wouldn't ha- it, it just wouldn't have happened yeah. that way. That's why it's almost like any band <clears throat> that corporate radio gets their hands on and feeds to people, people will just listen to it because it's there. Sure, you know, I know we said that before, but you know, it kind of just makes sense of what we're talking about. Like, you know, a lot of bands that didn't deserve the success that they got got it just because they were fed. You know, yeah. Right, 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 right. It's, I mean, there has to be something to get as huge as fucking Nirvana. Like that's a different thing because because there's there's a reason that Nirvana was huge and Mud Honey wasn't. You know, or like that. There's there's definitely intangibles that happens in that. But that's what I'm saying. It's it's leveled everything out now. So there's definitely bigger bands, but they're never going to be as big as the bands. They're never going to reach the, the the places that other bands reached. But then the smaller bands now get to a different pedestal, a little bit higher of a pedestal than they ever would have gotten to, too, because the audience is more dispersed and there's more stuff. And I, I don't know. I like it. I, as a creative person, as somebody who writes songs and, and tries creative pursuits and stuff like that, I think... You know, the the money thing. Yeah, the money thing sucks. Of course, you want to get paid for your work. But at the same time, the fact that you could write a song, record it, put it out on the Internet 
and it and and people will actually listen to it that day and there's some sort of following that comes along with it podcasting yeah, is the same thing yeah, and it's a fucking awesome. great time that we live in that is cool but, you know and and it and and I know a lot of musicians because the, I, yeah, I've worked with a million musicians and all my friends are musicians and and all that stuff and stand up comedians and podcasters and everything that uh feel like that's a bad thing because there's so much competition but that's just the way that you look at life and 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 here's the main thing that that the way that I feel about life is you either look at life as um scarcity or abundance and and that's it. And and I choose to look at life as abundance. I think the more people that are out there podcasting, the more people that are out there uh, selling music and making music, the more people that are on stage doing stand up comedy is actually better. Um, you know, you, you got to choose to not look at it as competition. You got to choose to look at it as this is awesome. Everybody's following their fucking dreams and doing what they want to do. You know. Well, also at the same time, like if if it's your dream <clears throat> to get your music heard to everybody, and it's just easy to throw it up online, and boom, anyone has access to it, it kind of takes away your like your your drive to succeed. Not your drive to succeed, but like it's all it was almost the goal to get your music heard by people. Mm-hmm. You know, you definitely had to work a lot harder for it. Yeah, making demo tapes, giving them out. Giving, Playing you know, a billion shitty shows yeah, and trying to get, get... there's something awesome about that. Yeah. Than just throwing it up online and being like, hey, everybody, listen if you want. But at the same time, if if we're going to keep it in the music thing, is the only way that musicians are making money nowadays, and this is everybody. I mean, this is all the, from fucking Lady Gaga all the way down, although I'm sure she has like some sort of fucking Reebok endorsement or whatever. But I'm just talking about specifically about music. Nobody's making money off albums anymore besides Adele. Uh, the 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 literally the only way that musicians make music anymore is by going out and doing live shows. That's yeah. that's more important. I thought it was always like that's that. more important now than it's ever been. So so these kids, how much were mu- bands making off of albums in the first place? Isn't like one penny per album? Well, it depends on the deal and all that stuff. I, it, it, that doesn't really matter. But the the thing that I'm saying is that people aren't buying albums anymore. They're yeah. listening on Spotify, right, and Spotify right. pays pays musicians absolutely nothing. Right. But so what I'm saying is that the you almost have to have more drive to become uh, an airstream successful musician nowadays because you got to be willing to be out there 300 fucking nights a week touring. Yeah. Even if you have a popular album, like you could be on the Billboard charts, you still have to be out there sl- slugging it out. And trying to make money that way, so I mean, I think it takes more uh, ambition and effort than it, than it ever has to get to even a smaller level. You see what I'm saying? So I see. What you're I don't saying, know. Yeah. I give all the all the kids that are out there fucking uh, hashing it out in bands and playing the clubs and driving around the country in, in dirty vans and making music and shit. I, I fucking I love it. I love it, man. I love that. That's I'm that, jealous. I love that that's happening, and I love that there's all these great bands out there that are still doing it and. I can't. I refuse to look at it as as some old curmudgeon thing. Whether I like the music or not, I'm always going to support people that are willing to do that. So yeah, I don't know. I want to do that. All right. <laughs> we have a Patreon show to do, my friend. True story. So we're going to get out of here on this one. Good stuff. Thank you for listening to the Awkward High Five Podcast. If you want to become a patron of the show, go to Patreon.com and look us up. We're right there. There's different tiers you could buy in on. Um, if you do the $5 or more, you're going to get the two extra shows, like the show that we're doing in a few minutes. Um, if you're not the money-paying type, I get it. Richie's broke as fuck. He can't pay for a podcast. Hell no. Uh, and, but you I don't can, even download songs off iTunes, motherfucker. But you can support in other ways by telling friends and family about the Awkward High Five Podcast. If you have a friend that listens to podcasts and they say, hey... What podcast should I listen to? Throw a high five in the mix. They might actually like it. Or if you really want to help, go on iTunes and leave a written review. Once we get 100, we're throwing a party and you're invited. 
whether you're a patron or not. And uh, either way, we will uh, see you. I'm sorry, I'm looking at what are you doing? Would you just have an OCD fit out of nowhere? No, I just wanted to save the drumstick. All right. Anyway, have a happy Saturday or whatever day you're listening to this to, and we'll see you in a few short days. Thanks for listening to the Awkward High Five podcast. For more episodes, visit awkwardhighfive.com.